I make real nachos. I make real babe. nachos. I mean, what, what, what do I make? Fake nachos? What do I do? Pull them out of a cardboard box and just like microwave them? No, might I put as them well. together. Might as well. <laughs> Mine are all made fresh. And so, <laughs> are we really going to have a nacho off? Yeah, we're going to have a nacho off one day. Maybe I we make, should have a nacho off. I make the freaking queso nacho cheese to pour over the chips. Well, that's you me, take a packet of shredded Mexican cheese and then you just like yep. put it all over. Yep. Listen, we, I think we need to have a nacho off. We should have a nacho off. You're talking about making homemade queso. Sometimes the nacho doesn't have to have that homemade queso put on top. It's just the construction. Have you of, ever never gone to the movies and eaten nachos? It is like I don't nice not, melty I don't, cheese that you eat, dip your chip into. I do not eat, eat nachos it. at a movie theater. Hey everybody, you're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Got Spice. Where we are here to solve for any particular scenario, have any conversation. <laughs> and I'm just not sure where I'm going with this, other than the fact that it's all about entertainment, but trying to find happiness in life. Well, Greg, let's not assume everybody knows who you are, even though you thought you were Elvis the last time we spoke. El- I thought it was Gelvis you were calling me. Gelvis. Yes. Gelvis. But- well, you know what? Let's let's maybe introduce ourselves. Sure. I'm Kirthi. And I... I'm the Gregory. And you're watching Got, Got Spice. Spice. So today, we mm-hmm. actually have a very busy day. We do. We are shooting today, but we also are going to be hosts later on for America's most favorite, beloved sport. Yeah. America's? Or I thought the I thought you were going to go with like the world's most I, 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 beloved I I think, sport. I think there would be another sport in that scenario. Why? It's uh, That sport is called football. Yeah, that's a different football, honey. That's... Oh, that's 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 real football. That's not football Americano. That's football. Football. Yes. Football. Yes. It's not football. It's not. It's not football. It's football. It's football. Is it like a fruit basket? Sort of. Is that why like a big cornucopia is going to come out on like the no 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 no? It's going to be like the perfect shaped pomegranate. Oh, a a pomegranate. Yeah, that's interesting. In what way will the pomegranate be like right side up? Will it be? down so tell me about the pomegranate like position location will be on its side is like i don't know but or, like it rolls I'm, I'm around on a field uh, and you watch either a group of men or women just run around after these things and kick them around wait there's multiple things there <laughs> and like the pomegranate like has this like opening on it so wouldn't it like be sort of almost like this oblong object that you're trying to oh kick down a field Maybe. Is that something more for handball versus football? Uh, no. Well, I, I think like we're actually, let's maybe stick to the topic. What topic is that? The football. To- the topic is, does football matter? And we're talking about oh, the U.S. sport. Football Americano. Yes, Americano. Oh, okay. I don't. I, I guess, well, according to this country, it matters quite a bit. It does. You but, you know, it's kind fans. of funny. You and I, um, we don't do a lot of football watching on our own. Hmm. That is true. We are not massive football enthusiasts. We'll like pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, like Mostly, I read the headlines. Yeah, the headlines. It's good for office banter. And, and when you're getting much, on a conference call, you have to like talk about it for and a hot minute. Or like I, I'm like, okay, the Giants are useless or mm-hmm. the Jets are useless because I kind of only care about our. But home what are you teams. talking about? You're going to be on a call tomorrow. You're going to be on a business call. You're going to be like, what did you think of those Jets yesterday? I, I probably might, but <laughs> I think. Wait, who's playing this year? Oh, exactly. It's the Chiefs. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs. And the San Francisco team. The 49ers. That's it. Do you know where the 49ers? Oh, wait. That's the OJ team. 
Oh, the OJ team. Oh, making some. It's, it's like OJ make, Simpson making some times. No, Simpson. like isn't it OJ Simpson played for the 49ers? Was he on the 49ers? That's a you great su- question. You're supposed to know this. Why you're am I going to know? Because men are supposed to know these things. Oh, oh, oh. Right, guys? Shouldn't. Where are the dudes? I just, I just know him as the Dude? juice. What? He's the juice. That's it. I thought he played for the 49ers. He might have. I, I, I remember he had like a white question. outfit on in the football field. That tends to like happen. the red stripes. They tend typically wear sometimes, you know, white pants. You know, like, no, but the red stripes. Oh, I remember the red, the red stripes. stripes. That's okay. So there's multiple teams that have red in them. The 49ers are, I think, predominantly black and like goldish color. They are? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's the 49ers from what I happen to read. Do you know how hmm. the 49ers name came about? No. They apparently are purportedly are named after uh, the 1849 kind of gold rush when people moved west oh. for the gold rush and gold mines. And so I guess that's where the 49ers so uh, happened to get their So full of random facts. I love I it, know, I may not know what team OJ played for, but I know how the 49ers <laughs> ended up getting their name. All right. Maybe we should ask, what team did OJ Simpson play for? And if... Clearly. And was it the 49ers? Yeah, I think it was the 49ers. That, that might it quite might have well been. Yes. I mean, what other California teams are, are there? Um, let's see here. You have the... <laughs> I, was, I was actually just about to say a, a hockey team, the LA Kings. But uh, but the other teams... Because yes, you're more of a hockey player. I'm more of a hockey. hockey. I can name more of the hockey teams than I could uh, yeah. football football teams. True. But, you know, you have the, uh, you have the Rams, right? The LA Rams mm-hmm. that are uh, a team out okay. of LA. They okay. used to be out of somewhere else, but then I think they moved to LA. Uh, you have the Raiders as well, LA I, Raiders. I do not know any of this, yes. but I'm learning now. And then, uh, are we talking just West Coast or just California? I was just saying California. Oh, because then you can go further north and you have Seattle. The, the you've 49ers got the Seattle Seahawks. are from San Francisco, right? They are, yeah. There's San Francisco. 49ers. See, I know something. Kirthy gets something right. Ding, Rock ding, and ding, 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 like, how much does this impact our social life? Uh, well, it depends on the individual that you're talking about. Mm. Because remember, we had a friend who had a friend hmm. who every Sunday for, what, 16 weeks straight, he could not do anything but go to one of his friend's houses where all the wives apparently collected upstairs, made food, and all the men had their, like, 15 TVs downstairs, food, and this everything. It sounds like a Soprano movie scene. It, I think it... I, from what it sounds like and from the stories we heard and the people involved, I think it was basically Sopranos-esque oh. uh, Sundays that oh. were taking place. Soprano Sundays. So- soprano Sundays. But isn't there like also Monday Night Football? Uh, there is Monday. So historically, football, you know, used to think about it as a Sunday and then Monday night events. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday was always college football games, right? Yeah. Then all of a sudden they added Thursdays into oh, the mix. Speaking of, I feel like football has come close to this, not football, but this Super Bowl business. Mm. It has come close in proximity to Valentine's Day. It, it always is close in proximity. Is it always? Yes. It's always in February. The I have no February. idea. I see. I'm learning so yeah. much. I think guys. it's always the second, was it the second, maybe third weekend in February? Probably second weekend because they play through the season. Then they have the wild card Look, game, playoff games. One thing you can count on then me for, babe, is like, I know what I know and I'm very um, honest about what I don't know. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I believe that statement, but <laughs> but we will, we will. We can, it'll be like a presidential uh, debate where like afterwards we can have the audience go and, you know, fact check everything that you say and say, oh, Kirthi was right 25% of the time. <laughs> Gregory Not was true. right 99.9%, almost there. 
The only thing, he just messed up one word somewhere. That's all. Well, look, I actually want to talk about a couple things. Oh, what do you want to talk about? So the only reason I've ever been interested in the Super Bowl is because I have a background in advertising, as you okay. know. Yes. And you've I've be- heard rumors. You, you also have a background. Yep. I thought your background was historically uh, in pageants and acting. Okay. Let, let, that's, I'm talking about my professional experience. Well, those aren't professional? No, those are hobbies. Oh, oh those are hobbies. Those are like, yeah. Winning Miss India USA is a hobby. Well, something you do, you just get up in the morning. Oh, I'm just going to do this today. That, oh, ding, 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 ding. I'm not, Miss India not USA. Not to like age myself, but yes. that was literally like more than 20 years ago. Oh, that's when the field only had about three Indians in the country? No, actually, guys, it's like 25 years ago. Whoa, whoa. But that's you a know, long time ago. The melatonin in my skin doesn't allow me to age. I guess not. And at some point, I might have to do plastic, but we'll we'll cross that bridge well, when we get we'll there. Have, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. When should we start that? What this week? Well, we have to set up a savings account for it. Oh, the plastic savings account. Is that like the plastic Odo band? It's the plastic account. Oh, the plastic account. I thought. Well, the plastic account could be multiple things. One, it could be money raising money for Yoko's plastic Ono band when oh. she was with John Lennon, right? Oh. Or it could be saving money so you can use more plastic to buy more goods and items. Oh. Or it could be totally a fund just for plasticizing oneself, which is, I'm assuming, what you're talking about. I mean, it could be plasticizing. It could be like buying really fancy, like I don't know, gold made face products to put on my face. Gold made face. I you should have gold, gold surgically implanted. <gasps> this I heard is if what we you put should gold do. on our skin, that would like makes us. Like, I'm thinking like right underneath it. Have them lift up your whole face and then put a whole layer of gold. And oh, this sounds like a on. Bond movie. That's pretty intense. I think this is like That's a Bond pretty, movie, right? It's kind of like it sounds like a Bond movie. I know. It'd be like instead of the million Speaking dollar which, man, the billion dollar woman. It's kind of cute. My um, so my my sister has very badly destroyed her ankle mm-hmm. and we know cankle? she's she doesn't have a cankle but now oh, that's she the will. other sister sorry i was thinking the other sister and don't call her cankles that's not nice that's your sister said she's part of the cankle she started a cankle club well the thing is though she like is a workout beast she right? tried to recruit me into the cankle club after i had injured myself <laughs> but my ankles went back to normal size so so i was kicked out of the cankle club <laughs> <laughs> well okay uh Anyway, so back to your sister uh, who injured your ankle. Yeah. And she's uh, not playing football anytime soon. No, but she's amazing because even with the destroyed ankle, she's figured out how to do workouts mm. to continue to be healthy. Like that is true. Kn- like knee up. And the reason I'm bringing her up is because mm-hmm. they went to this cute like event this past weekend mm-hmm. um, and it was all bond themed. Oh, I saw and it was some pictures. So cute. Yes. Like it makes me kind of want to have like a bond themed uh-huh. party who, who thinks we should have like a bond themed bond theme party. I kind of like, like that. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. A little bond themed party. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, a typical usual party that people throw. Let's throw a toga party. Let's throw a Gatsby party. Let's throw a bond party. How about something more original? Okay. What? We're throwing a Super Bowl party. I know that's not very original. Oh, okay. No, it just <laughs> <laughs> But what could be original is having people dress like Bond when they come to our Super Bowl party. So it's Ooh. James Bond's Super Bowl party. James Bond meets football. James Bond meets football. But in Bond's case, it would be football. 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 And they'd probably be playing like polo or something versus <laughs> versus football. <laughs> well, okay. So speaking of football mm-hmm. and advertising, mm. um, I always like look forward to watching this game because of all the different ads that are premiered during yes. the first, second, third, fourth quarter yep, and how they, you know, it's just like amazing to me that I remember years, like maybe five years ago, even 
the average price of like a football ad was like two to three million dollars for a 15 or 30 mm-hmm. second ad. For the 30 second ads right now, the average rolling price is seven to eight million dollars yep. for a 30 second spot. For a 30 second spot. Insanity. It is insanity. And I remember I used to have conversations um, on a regular basis with other like brands. This is back when I was working kind of cross industry across different uh, verticals. And we speaking with agencies, is it really worth it at the time, like spending $3,000 on a 30 second spot? And that's back before you had OTT mm-hmm. and all the cord cutting that's and taking like, place. And also like the extended advertising experiences and, that you could build off of it. C- correct. And, and uh, his, historically used to say, well, is it worth it? Yes, you're going to reach the largest audience that you can, but yet you're sort of hitting outside of your target audience. So is there waste and all these different pieces, but there's yep. a certain prominence with advertising during the Super Bowl. This year, what I'm hearing the narrative being is that people are watching traditional TV less, mm-hmm. right? Unless it's maybe like CNBC to know what's going on in the markets or something of that, na- or Bloomberg, something of that nature. And like news. They're like news. watching news. Busy, busy watching yeah. news. Um, and it's harder to reach an audience via a TV commercial because it hasn't quite taken off yet in an OTT world, even though they're existing. And Amazon is now just like changed up but their, I, but I measured the, the the you know the viability of TV ads and how it actually can be measured to bring value to the brand well I'm not talking TV ads so I'm talking about the seven million dollar price tag so it so uh, the narrative on it because when you're buying a, t- a typical TV spot you could buy TV spots like via premium time of day right um, target audience but then you can also buy remnant spaces which right. would be extremely cheap right and and then but back to the seven million what people are talking about is that it's actually more justifiable now because there's less ways to reach people via a TV style ad that huh. now we're capturing a large audience at one point that's going to be able to see your ad so they're kind of measuring and justifying it and that I, is really and interesting yeah it's almost like because there's nowhere else you can watch the Super Bowl, but during the live TV broadcast. Correct. And therefore, those ads will be a lot more valuable. They'll be more valuable because there's less people watching traditional TV. Well, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, there are tons and tons there, of brands. There are. Um, that are going to be advertising. I mean, from Oreos to Pringles to mm-hmm. Dove to, you know, car like manufacturing mm-hmm. brands. Um I don't see as much like cool like brands in the asset management or in the high net worth kind of, um, I would mm-hmm. say, banking space, but E-Trade is there. Um, I was going to say, but is, did the bank, I've never really seen banks other than the brokerages, right? Yeah, you see it's brokerages, always the brokerages. You always had uh, like TD, you know, I Ameritrade, do, well, E-Trade with their actually, baby. Actually, um, back in the day, uh, I would say like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. there were a few asset managers that did do Super Bowl ads. Really? Yes. I'm wondering if the reason why they haven't one is, you know, as, as it we is know, truly mass market, it's, it's mass market as well as depending on the firm that you're with, you may or may not have that's large of a, of a budget compared right. to a CPG company. Right. Um, as, as well as, you know, the asset man, we'll take the asset management industry is known to be a little more conservative. Could they deliver an ad that is potentially as emotive as someone that has maybe um, that could apply a different creative lens to it that goes a little bit more with the vibe in the game and everything that people are mm. doing in that particular day? Well, I, I I also think there's an element in asset management that other broader banking brands don't have to deal with, which mm-hmm. is this notion around fiduciary responsibility. And yes. is it appropriate to be spending three, five million dollars for a single 30 second spot when that money, those monies should be reappropriated for the clients or or for like 
fixing something in the company or technology. Well, I guess that, that depends. Granted, a, a firm of that nature has a fiduciary responsibility, but part of that fiduciary responsibility, when the budgets are bifurcated, right, and marketing has a budget, that goes into a, sip, a separate area that may not fall under the same fiduciary responsibility. Yeah, but marketing well is not seen that way. It's, it's not, but look at some firms that based on the size of that firm and their operations models, they have to legally spend X amount of dollars in advertising per year, right? And you're, we, we've had this discussion many, many a time. Yep. And when you have X millions that you have to spend, not that it could be hard to spend, but you have to really spread that out. And a $7 million price tag, if you've got a $100 million budget, is a very small percentage of that yeah. budget yeah. for its reach um, and prominence. Well, you know, before we put everyone to sleep with our banking um, advertising um, experience, yeah. which is not very exciting. So, um, exciting. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it's exciting. Gonna well, what I wanted to just point out is that there's like potato chips, chocolates, junk food, soda. Like these are the predominant advertisers mm. for the Super Bowl today. And I'm just asking is, are we trying to make America fat again? Would I just think if if I owned a pharma... <laughs> can, you, can you pick up on my double? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, I'm going with that. Because if I, if I owned a pharma brand, say I owned Ozempic, mm. I would actually go to every CPG company and say, don't even worry about paying for your spot. We will produce them all. Mm. And then have each, each one of those ads sponsored by Ozempic. Oh. So we basically, you, you annihilate, annihilate you know, the I marketplace. I wonder, is there, with, is there an Ozempic advertising like during the quarters? I didn't see Ozempic I'm come sure, up. I'm not sure if Ozempic is there. But if you're Ozempic, your Speaking goal. Speaking of Ozempic. You, you want to make people overweight. You want to make people unhealthy. Oh, gosh. You want sad. people to have diabetes. So really more bad. of your this drugs. This sounds like evil pharma like talk right now. It, yeah, it kind of is. But the actually, the, the, the landscape is going to be democratized soon. A lot of the patents are starting to expire across pharma. Yes. Which means that all of the alternative uh, brands are going to be able to create their own generic versions of those same medications and sell it at a fraction of the cost. I will just say, um, just totally off, off topic, but, or maybe not, uh, the elderly in the U.S. market apparently are consuming uh, these drugs, like an Ozempic type, and I believe there's another one out there in the market too. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a little, like, worrisome that there's like 70 year olds like taking ozempic type medication and losing a ton of weight when their body probably shouldn't lose mass like mm. that and so there's like some controversy a bit in terms of who's taking who's this taking medication. it and for what reasons yeah and they don't even really know the long-term effects because a lot of people are taking ozempic for the weight loss versus it's yeah. a diabetes medication right? yeah versus just diabetes correct and so they're taking it in theory for this alternative side effect technically yeah. it's a side effect but there's no in speaking with we were chatting with doctors recently and there's tech there hasn't the drug hasn't been around long enough to understand what the long-term effects of this drug will be if you're taking it for something other than diabetes correct purposes. correct so you know speaking of um advertising mm -hmm. i think uh you had mentioned uh, you have like an experience with one of the big advertisers, right? Like I think Doritos has like a big ad. Yes. I'm not sure the if they quarters. have a big ad this year. Do they have a big ad this year? Yeah. yeah. They do? Well, they, they always seem to have, uh, uh, you know, 
interesting ads and sometimes they have multiple ads yes. during like that tells a story over the course of two to three different ads um, during the Super Bowl. But years ago, uh, I used to be with a company called IGN, which is uh, it's the largest oh, video game site. IGN was like where I actually randomly looked at like best ever Super Bowl ads for like the last like 30 years. Oh, really? Was that uh, an IGN? Oh, the IGN video. <laughs> yes. it, was a, it was a recap. Yeah. So actually, I've got I have a story about that as well. So so back, well, before I get into the bigger story, so back when I was with IGN, I remember we were putting together different sponsorship ideas, and this is before Fox had bought us, mm. and we had put together ideas about why don't we do a recap on- Are you about to age yourself right now? Uh, I'm aging myself. It's okay, but I look like mm. I'm 25, so it's fine. So anyway, so I remember we were putting together these ideas and bringing them out to uh, advertising partners, and one of them was doing this sort of recap, having one of our editors do this recap of historic Super Bowl commercials, but mm -hmm. really the ones that are coming out that year. So we sell this deal through, and client, you know, clients all excited. We're building this whole thing out, and then we realized that we technically didn't have the rights oh. to, to debut all of those uh, different commercials, and so and, and discuss them. But even though we were a news source, so we had to kind of find our way around it. We were able to do it, so we had to kind of do a little workaround. And as I was saying, so the other story about working with Doritos. So uh, when I was with IGN, we were bought by Fox. Uh, Rupert Murdoch came and they bought IGN in MySpace at the Does same time. Does he look like the guy from Succession in person? He, he's, he's sort of. He they don't don't they don't these like old white men all just look alike anyway? <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> and so, but I can't. Like, Mum's the word. Mum's the word. So, so uh, no. So he came in. He bought IGN. MySpace uh, was the first like billion dollar acquisition type deal in in the industry. Created Fox Interactive Media. I moved into the Fox umbrella and then was driving this integrated marketing division, which was my idea to come up with. Um, my my position was to kind of bring the different divisions together: Fox.com, IGN, MySpace, uh, the Lot Studio that we had, TV broadcasting, everything, and come up with creative ways to um, create sponsorship based opportunities, mm -hmm. utilizing at the time you know influencers technically actors um you know integration into celebrity influencers celebrity influencers and just sort of it's it seamless integration across everything with social and and news-based and uh, content-based yep. outlets and so we were meeting with doritos and it was the second year that they were doing doritos crash the super bowl the first huh. one was having people uh create commercials and that commercial ran during a uh, spot during the super bowl so we sat down with doritos they wanted to bring that concept back i remember Sitting down with Doritos, we had the CEO, uh, Michael Barrett, um, in the meeting, uh, Robert Palmer, who was heading up uh, all of Robert sales. Robert Palmer was involved? Robert Palmer. like He brought the girls and everything. Might as well face it, you're addicted to love. God. And so... And so we're in this meeting, so we're presenting this concept, and because of my music background, and MySpace historically was built for musicians, right? It was built as a place for musicians to promote themselves. It was before you could really easily build a website, so they built this interface and this infrastructure. And so it was all about harnessing that type of audience. Yeah. Sat down with Doritos and said, why don't we do like this interesting music uh, uh, competition, where instead of creating commercials, you find the next star, and now Doritos is responsible for helping... Hmm to break a star. And my concept behind it was you have people that live on the you know, either side of, of the country that have maybe better exposure to finance, yeah. not financial, because we're talking financial, into <laughs> entertainment companies that yeah. might have connections. But if you're, in, if you're in Kansas, if you're in the middle of, of the country somewhere, you're gonna have zero exposure right. and you can't necessarily just move to where the industry is. And with social, that really opened up this opportunity for people to be able to share what their talents were. So I said, why don't we put together this music contest? 
So we put together a music contest and of course you put together a music, a music contest yes, on, on MySpace. And then we had MySpace, uh, MySpace audience voting on people. Then when it mm. came down to the top five, wait, where were they voting? Uh, online, online on MySpace on itself. Yeah, we built a whole uh, you know infrastructure on MySpace to, yeah. to handle um, all. That's very like future forward. It was future forward. We the, it was before that type of interaction was truly um, uh, built out and, and and enabled within yeah. a social based environment. Yeah. So yeah. the team we had to, had to sit down with a team of engineers after we sold the concept through. It was like we sold it through and then had to figure it's out like, how wait, to build the, how do we the digital do infrastructure for it. Can we do it? Can we do it? <laughs> And can we do it on budget? And so we built it. And that would be a negative. And that would be no, no. Actually, no. We it, well, we we that's because we knew how to do it. So it was all it was all good. it worked out. It worked out well. And so we had musicians. So we had great interaction. Thousands of people uh, submitting their music, bands, individual artists. Then people were able to vote. And then when it came down to the top five, then yeah. we had people from the industry choose the mm-hmm. top three. And then the winner um, was basically going to be debuted during the Super Bowl. There was a spot that ran. And then uh, that person was also signed to a uh, mm. to a label, and uh, to Interscope, I think it was. And so we built this whole Doritos Crash the Super Bowl based around utilizing MySpace and social capabilities yeah. and the interactivity that, that very uh, modern. That it, it was it was it was considered a cutting edge campaign for its time. I I feel like you know I'm gonna like look forward to seeing what Doritos does tonight. Yeah, it, they're always they always they're have missing interesting. The Greg. They're, they're well, missing by the, the way, you you like have such interesting experience from years prior. Like, you must miss some of this. I yeah, well, which which part the like <laughs> coming oh, up with the big ideas? Yeah, you know what what I, I and what, working with brands with like big budget like that's exciting. So what I what I do miss. So one thing I did enjoy um, being with you know, and over at Fox Interactive Media is, as you just said, so worked with so many different advertisers cross vertical. So QSR, so it's quick service restaurants, um, CPG companies, telco, everything, car companies, mm-hmm. video game companies. And they would, some of them had smaller budgets, but quite a few of them just came. I, I'm sitting down having a ball planning out for one, one client, a $30 million idea, another client, a $10 million idea, another client, a $5 million idea, another client, a $15 million idea. So at the end of the year, we were a billion, we were generating a billion in advertising, right? So, but like these, I'm assuming are predominantly CPG, like, or consumer good type products or like... No, it's across the gamut. So I was saying CPG, QSR, telco, automobile, video oh. game industry, uh, liquor, um, liquor business, but again, like financial that, services. But, oh, I was going to say you didn't say financial services. Financial services, yeah. So all the credit card companies, banks. Oh well, that's different. That wanted again, to be that's in that consumer. It's a consumer. More on the consumer product. play versus B two B play. Yeah, yes. it was definitely a, more of a D two C type type. But approach. I have to say, like, I think uh, creating marketing campaigns and advertising in in our more niche financial services space, mm-hmm. I actually think it takes me personally a lot more creativity than when i worked in like the broader mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh industries sure sure really why is that because it's so technical mm-hmm. and it's so complicated and mm-hmm. they're so highly le- like regulated they are so, so same with the healthcare like, industry right yeah, which is highly regulated yeah but again it's still consumer facing it's a drug correct well where, it depends so with the so doctors. when i was doing health yes yeah. when I, when i was on the healthcare side it was a combination. It was going after the consumer side, but then also technically the B2B on the doctor side yeah. and getting yeah. doctor's offices to pick up the medications. Well, this is where I think, technologies. I think like more B2B financial services brands are starting to like, I think become 
more intelligent in a way because they're recognizing you can't just try to target your B2B partners because you need to also reach that end investor. Mm -hmm. So they, they almost ask you as the intermediary, like, Hey, I, I saw something about this thing, like this investment opportunity. Mm -hmm. do, what do you know about that? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and I think that's the angle pharma pharmaceutical companies sure. took, yep. right? Yep. Like too, where patients would see it, so they come in and ask the doctor Correct. about it. Yes, there was that whole sort of like approach them, so then they go start asking their doctors. The same thing that the liquor industry um, has done, right? It's all about going to the bartender and asking for a Tito's. I want a Tito's and soda. It's not vodka soda, it's by brand. So the yeah. goal is to get people to remember the brand, so they specifically ask for that brand. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we just bringing us back to like a little bit of the football theme that we're yeah. talking oh, but, about. But one last thing though about financial services, as you're yes. saying, I, 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 I was sort of, a, uh, so playing a little devil's advocate before when I was asking you about the career, I wholeheartedly agree with you when it comes to having to be creative in a different way in financial services, especially sort of in the B2B area yeah. and depending on the budget you have, because the, what we were talking about beforehand is like, great, you can sit down with a $5 million budget for one campaign. Like we're talking about three months, that's like execution for 5 million bucks. So you're sitting there saying, okay, what can we do? Sky's the limit. Let's start drawing it out. And you're being creative, pushing, we'll call it uh, technological boundaries, um, you know, and just all different types of boundaries. But then on the financial services side, with the B to B, with then on the financial services side, you're looking at a B to B, and instead of being a five million dollar budget for a three month campaign, they're like, we're going to give you five thousand dollars, and we expect the same results. <laughs> the same results. That's <laughs> so you're saying they'd be like, oh my god, how am I going to do this? How am I going to, you know, how am I going to well, increase inflows joke, by a hundred million? My joke in three months in with all 5K. the roles that I've ever had has been, uh, what are you going to do with five dollars? Five dollars. Mm. I got to be like really clever with $5. Mm -hmm. That's what it equates to yeah. in the millions world. Yes. Yeah. $5. Yes. Well, in this day and age, you can't even buy a coffee for $5. No, you can't. I used to call <laughs> um, Starbucks five bucks, but it really is eight bucks. It's now $8. Yeah. It's crazy. It's eight bucks. It's like if you were to order in Starbucks, like via Uber Eats, you're going to be for two drinks. You're going to end up spending like 25 bucks. Pretty crazy. much. That it's is crazy. That is fact. That is fact. Coffee is now more expensive than a beer. It really is. Mm -hmm. But think about all the beers that are being bought today. Mm, that's true. Oh, it's a, well, talking about that, how uh, Budweiser um, And how lost, many chickens are dying no today. The king of beers. How many chickens are going to rest in peace today? I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor years ago that some facilities that they basically like manufacture these chickens where I don't even know if they have heads on them or not. They're like faux chickens for Stop. chicken wings. I don't know. No, I, heard, I don't know that? if it's true or not, but I heard a rumor that it's, it's like, like you're, getting, you're trying to like talk about the Franken chicken myth. The Franken chicken. <laughs> wait, a Franken chicken myth. Is that wait, when you turn them into like Frankfurters? No, they're like, it's like the Frankenstein. The Frank, I know the Frankenstein. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're fake chickens. They're fake chickens. Faux That's chickens. what KFC is accused of, right? Like their, their chicken is not real. Actually talking, I, so it's, I've never had, I think I've had KFC once no, in my life No, but their spicy maybe. chicken sandwich is good. Oh, is it good? I've yeah. only had KFC, I think once in I've my had life. it like when you're traveling and, and you have no choice. Yeah, no, and you're I've never gonna, had it that way. Like either. Wendy's is better. Sometimes I'd rather starve. Wendy's is better. Yeah, I would say Wendy's is definitely better. Well, I can't even talk about KFC because I've only had it once. But mm. we were just talking about, oh, I heard a Red Lobster. That the lobster, I guess, depending on what you order there, I've heard lobster from there is 
fake. You know how they have imitation crab and things of that nature that people eat that are allergic so to shellfish? So what comes out in the red shell? Then? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's real, but maybe <laughs> their lo- their lobster salad. I don't know. It's because you can, some people, I believe, replace like lobster crab. with monkfish. Oh, or crab meat, right? Uh, no, crab meat's going to be completely different taste and texture. Oh. So it's more of a, because uh, crab meat is almost like, you know when you have like pulled pork or pulled chicken? Yeah. Crab meat's sort of like that. It's like this pulled stringy. Or it could be like sort of lump crab. Okay, this sounds really not attractive no, crab to is, me. No, crab is quite good. No, crab is awesome. Mm. I like lobster better, but crab is great. Yeah. Surf mm. and turf. Ooh, I can go for a surf and turf meal. So wait, okay. I'm excited Hold for on. the Italian combo. We're what do people out. like to eat for a Super Bowl, mm. right? Like that, like I feel like wings, very popular. Wings are definitely popular. Um, In years past, I made like our big bat of like um, queso yep. and queso. chips. Yeah, there's always and like nachos. a Mexican theme. You ever notice that? There's it's always very, a like, Mexican-esque Mexican-y. theme. But we're actually not doing that. This Seven year. layer dips. No, we're not doing. It's it's funny as considering we eat Mexican probably like two to three times a week. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we're because we love the fresh food along of Mexican. Thai, two along to with three Thai, times yes, Thai. a week. So basically, and then round it out on the corners with like Indian and Italian. Yes, or Mediterranean or something that yeah. Yeah, we, more mostly Indian and Italian. Yeah, mostly Indian and Italian. Or the bookends. And so, but today I don't think we're serving anything that's Mexican related. We're going more Italian today, Italian style. I guess esque. Mm-hmm. Esque. Well, esques. I mean, if you think about it, we're getting an Italian, you know, a three foot Italian combo wedge. Yeah. Eggplant parm three footer. Yeah. Um, then we have friends bringing wings, homemade wings. Homemade grilled wings. Yeah. Um, we also have um, cauliflower wings oh, for that's vegetarians. Oh, right, wings, yes. And I will also be having a few other boneless chicken things coming oh, in. Oh, interesting. So. But um, dips, we have, we have dips. dips. We have like plenty of dips. Actually, mm, I Dan- love... Dana, I think, is bringing guacamole. Oh, she's bringing guacamole? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. I um, love like potato there's, chips there's, and onion there's dip. There's your one Mexican, so one Mexican like nod. The guacamole. Oh, the guacamole. Yes. The guacamole. Guacamole. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be going a little bit unconventional this year mm-hmm. and, and doing like a hodgepodge of stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Putting out big giant slabs of sandwich action. Although, actually, there is one other uh, element of of Mexican. What? What did I make a big batch of for everyone? Margaritas. I made a batch of margaritas for everyone. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. As a welcome drink. Yes, for sure. Yes, for people to show up. But, like, I feel like I had to starve, like, the last few days in order to accept that I was going to be eating junk food today. Oh, Really? Yeah, like if you notice, like remember, I was very like, I'm only eating this little plate. Mm. I'm only eating this. Plate. I kind of did the same thing. So since we ordered these wedges like over a week ago, I've controlled what I've custom eaten ordered. This, the yeah, bread custom had ordered. to be like you know yeah. custom ordered. Had to be made in advance. Yeah. And uh, and so I actually curbed what I ate this week in preparation to eat, eat indulge today. Indulge today. Yeah, you I know, did the same thing. I think it's a, it's not a bad thing. That to was do. not a bad thing. You know, not a bad thing. No, it's moderation. It is all about it's moderation. It's all about moderation. So if I'm going Enjoy to ingest moderation. something today that's going to be more caloric, less healthy, then I will eat a little more healthy during the course of the week. Yeah. To have that moderation. So it's not just, like we eat unhealthy anyway. So question for you. Um, we're going to have what? Like some cocktails. There'll be like beers being brought, I mm-hmm. think. You made margarita. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we should probably serve some of our black water to like oh, in, yeah. insert we have the black water in weekend. between. Yes. Um, but like alkaline I'm, water, very good. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, I'm actually kind of keen to see what hype there is around. I, I know I don't normally care about this stuff, but like mm. I'm a little bit 
keen to see the whole Taylor Swift obsession with the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey thing oh, action yes. today. Um, what is going to happen? But but you know like how they're talking in the news and stuff ever since this relationship blossomed and mm-hmm. she's been appearing at all his games that oh Taylor is like the reason that women are like like you know are being drawn to the sport and they think it's cool. Oh really? But huh. there is some fact to that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess how many millions of dollars mm-hmm. that Taylor being at uh, the Chiefs games and kind of being a part of like the whole uh-huh. hype around it? How much revenue she's generated for the Chiefs and the NFL? That's interesting. Um, that's a just great in the past question. several months. So, what type of revenue are we talking about? Tune in, like revenue from tune in merchandise. It's just generally are the, are are people just drinking more at the well, games? It's, it's because now they it's just specifically can't related what's to going the Chiefs on. and the NFL. Okay, well, the Chiefs are an NFL team. No, but it's about that yeah. that team getting the notoriety course, think, and I, like the revenue generation. Yes. And so, because I think the Can NFL. Can you answer the question? You never freaking answer a question. Oh, I'm, I'm, give me a number. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say with her couple weeks. It's like pulling uh, teeth, people. I'm gonna say she's helped them generate 250 million. That's not too far off. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's generated. $331 million for the Chiefs and NFL. $331 million. And really, like, it's only been just, hyped up, like, the last several months. Mm, if you think about it, right? Yep, like, it's true. not even a full year. So it's kind of crazy. Well, it happens to be, she's basically, like, right now, the one of the number one artists, one of the top artists on the planet. Yeah. Right? And... Apparently, she's going to impact the U.S. election, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. And... And so, so 331 million, what, like if we were to break that down, do we know where that increase has come from? Like, I'm just wondering, are people watching more video views? And so they're getting more on the advertising space. Are they, are they wearing, she's wearing. You didn't ask me my source for information, but. Well, as you said before, you just, maybe you're just making it up, but maybe is it because she's wearing like now the custom made clothing. How do you know if I'm telling the truth? So what is your. Let's hear. What is your source? Morning Brew. Oh, what is Morning Brew's source? Uh, they are a real news source. Oh, I thought Morning Brew was just and like another way own. to say you want a cup of Joe. No. Well, I know. I know what Morning Brew is. I'm just joking. But like. Morning Brew is quite so, funny. So that's really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not to burst Taylor's bubble. She isn't actually the reason and the NFL or football as a sport has become appealing to women. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I like playing games with you. Oh. When did women actually start to proactively watch and start getting engaged in a kind of more social culture way with football? When did they? Yeah. How many years ago? Or what year? I am going to say women became more proactively engaged in the '90s. No. '80s. No. '70s. 2013. Really? It's with social media influencers. That's and interesting. the fact that reason- like a lot of these kind of um, social influencers mm-hmm. that were starting to like just really emerge mm-hmm. coupled with uh, wanting to be uh, a part of like cultural events and gaming and sports, mm-hmm. they actually uh, went out of their way to go to games and be there and film themselves there. And then suddenly it became a little bit more appealing for other women who are like, oh, this isn't enough to just be a bunch of 
dudes in their hoodies, like drinking beer and farting. Yep, watching. That's my perspective <laughs> on men watching football. Mm, just sitting down on the couch full of potato chips. And like just, they're just like gross. Yes. Like they're just eating Not disgusting you're stereotyping. food. You're stereotyping. Totally stereotyping. You're stereotyping. <laughs> but they made it more like yeah. like sexy and upscale in, well, in many ways. I remember when women started to become announcers. You know, yes. especially for football. So that was the thing. And so and in 2013, yeah. a lot of more, a lot more females started to also like join the mm -hmm. operating aspect mm -hmm. of the NFL. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like news, like you were saying, mm -hmm. and being a sports newscaster and being mm -hmm. there, but they also started to actually get roles within the actual operating of a team yes. and yep. whatnot. So really interesting because mm -hmm. I had no idea because mm -hmm. I'm, as I said on the onset. Not into football, so I was just like, "Oh my God, Taylor Swift is so amazing! She's yep. made football yeah. so popular." I mean, mm -hmm. granted, she brought a shitload of money into yes. like the, the Chiefs and the NFL recently. But what's more interesting is what happened with TikTok. Ooh, what happened with TikTok? So apparently, TikTok had like really blown up these very kind of beautiful "get ready with me" influencers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a result, those women started uh -huh. to go to football games and like get ready with me and like be uh, sexy and go to a football game. And it was actually only, um, I believe, as of now, women have helped generate almost $9.5 billion for American football. Wow. I could see that. Well, if you think about it, you put, you know, women into management. Because then brands want to sponsor these sponsor women. It. They're like starting to show Absolutely. up. And they're tying it into the sport. So the reason why I was thinking in the 90s, because I just remember when I was younger, um, we'll say uh, at that point, I was high school, then, then post high school. But even in middle school, which is why I was thinking like 80s or 90s, a lot of females that I knew loved football. And I felt like maybe that was the time that the no, tide was starting to turn. They were making the nachos. They were making the nachos. <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, <laughs> go make some nachos, will you? So, so, and then I was thinking. I make some pretty damn good nachos. You make some so. awesome nachos. I do too. And so, but you do make some great nachos. I make real nachos. I make real babe. nachos. I mean. What, what do I make? Fake nachos? What I do, pull them out of a cardboard box and just like microwave them? No. Might I put as them well. Together. Might as well. <laughs> Mine are all made fresh. And so, <laughs> are we really gonna have a nacho off? Yeah, we're gonna have a nacho off one day. Maybe I we make, should have a nacho off. I make the freaking queso nacho cheese to pour over the chips. Well, that's you me, take a packet of shredded Mexican cheese and then you just like yep. put it all over. Yep. Listen, we, I think we need to have a nacho off. We should have a nacho off. You're talking about making homemade queso. Sometimes the nacho doesn't have to have that homemade queso put on top. It's just the construction. Have you of, ever never gone to the movies and eaten nachos? It is like I don't nice not, melty I don't, cheese that you eat, dip your chip into. I do not eat nachos eat at a movie theater. That's just to me just sounds no, disgusting and gross. Popcorn only. Yeah, that's movies so are for boring. butter popcorn. You're supposed to eat popcorn and nachos. No, no, then it's going to make like a mess all over the no, place. No, no. You're supposed to eat all of that. How do you eat all of that? I eat all of that. You eat all that? Yeah. When do you eat all that? When you're not looking. Oh. Hmm. How, how are you hiding it? I'm sitting right next to you. I'm that fast. It's like a vacuum. It's like... <laughs> 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 All right. I am so, curious how other people make nachos because mm. I have a very firm belief that nachos need to be made a very specific way and they need to have like very authentic fresh ingredients of yes. cheeses melted together, poured on it with like other like five mm. toppings at least on there. I think I'm going to win because I'm going to reach out to Taylor Swift and have her try my nachos and have her tell everyone that they're the best, which means that I will instantly win. Hmm. Who says she's going to go with you? Of course she will. She's a girl's girl. Yeah. She would she, support me. Yeah, over but she you. likes boys. She dates boys. Like multiple. She's dating 
Travis, Cavis, Kelsey, whatever Cavis, his name is. Cavis, Kelsey? <laughs> Cavis, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oops. <laughs> oh, it's right. sorry. It's right. Well, look, you know, I still think I make better nachos than you. Okay. And we will have a nacho we off. We can have a nacho off. We will do we'll a build, nacho We'll build a panel. We want to know, though, what other foods do you all like? Like, what's your ideal football Sunday-based food? Well, speaking of football, which we probably should go back to, mm. did you bring some cash home today? Did I bring some cash home? Yeah. We got we to gotta do this. I don't gamble, and I don't like gambling, but I like putting my name in like all the boxes. Oh, a football pool. You're yes. talking about. Yes. Do we need cash anymore? Or we just like Venmo. I guess we could Venmo. It was Venmo, but then it's nice to have the cash on hand so you can like make it rain. Yeah, like it's kind of like fun to you know? be like. like yeah. You know? I, I'm assuming we'll have a football pool. We yeah, with the friends that are coming over. Yeah, I yeah, think the, we're gonna the, the pull one together. We just have to pool. print out the brackets. <laughs> yeah, or not even the brackets, the the board. I don't even know how it works. Yeah. Just someone draw it on a piece of paper and we'll do it. You know, we don't have to go into the rules right now of how to play that game, but it's 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 a pretty basic, um, you know, structure. Okay. I don't know anything about gambling. Yeah. Yeah, we're not gamblers. Yeah. But it was weird. Why do I, you know, catch you in Atlantic City every other night? That's my mom, not me. Oh. Mm. Hitting the slots. It's Munju and Apasahib. Munju and Apasahib. Yes. They're slotting rocking it the up. City, rocking the Atlantic City. It's so funny. Mom told me that, like, dad apparently got, like, play money gifted to him to, like, lure them into the Borgata. What's play money? Like, like because they're, they've, like, clearly spent a lot of time and... I'm assuming money playing there and staying there and going there all the time mm-hmm. that basically they gift play money to their black label members. Uh, and so they got um, free money given to them to play. Oh, that's nice. Can they win off of it or is it yeah. fake? Okay. So it's not fake money. It's gifted money. It's like credits to play with. Yeah. That's great. That's, you know, it, casinos because do you think, do you think they're lured back? Of course. Well, if you think of course they are. the number one goal of a casino <laughs> is to get people to not leave the casino. Exactly. Right? That's why they pump oxygen. That's why the that's why there's no windows. Do that's why the carpets are designed a, a, a certain football way. Football stadium too. <laughs> you probably could, but many football stadiums have a retractable roof though too. So you can I know, but they're pumping something in the air because I just don't understand why people like watching men wear helmets and all this gear and just run around chasing each other and like fumbling and fighting and. Like, it looks like little boys playing in, like, uh, roughing it up. Well, there's more strategy than just a few boys on a field running and playing it's totally cream. totally a few boys. Cream. <laughs> I think they're just, like, pummeling yeah. each other for no reason. Yeah. What was that? Cream the Carrier. That's what we used to play when we were younger. <laughs> you ever play that game, Cream the Carrier? No. It so, just sounds vile. No, it's, it's, it's like kind of like rugby-esque, where basically... What about me? Looks like I would play a rugby-esque I game, I don't know Greg. what girls in Staten Island did. Maybe you guys played games like that. Is maybe maybe you guys play like run away from the mobster. No, no, <laughs> that did not happen. So, so, but there's a lot. If you think about, it, there's a lot of strategy that takes place in football. So, in, in you know, not that we're football fans, but in terms of respect for the sport and respect for all the different gaming plays, strategy. There's there's gaming strategy. It's 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 trying to identify what the other team's doing. You have people up in a skybox mm. that are radioing down to the coach. Coach mm. is talking to. To uh, to the quarterback, there's a lot of communication going on so and a lot of strategy. And every play, this is, is a so. Oh my god! I know. Like this is like life or death matters. I mean, I know. It's it's, <sighs> it's not just hey hike, and then I throw the ball randomly to someone. <laughs> <laughs> there is an actual play taking place, and you're trying to guess each other's plays, right? So, mm. Yes. But as you said, are you trying to say are they saving lives? 
Some people out there may say that football does save lives. I think there's my sister. It brings purpose to the, people. The sister who's a neurologist would probably disagree with that statement. Oh, where well, she's going to say The amount of it's... these innocent boys mm. from like high school onwards that end up with very damaging effects to their brain mm-hmm. and their cranium is doesn't I'm, tell me I'm sure that it's a good from, sport. Well, you know, it's... Like, what are we supporting? Well, competitive nature. Survival of the no, fittest. this is like Rakshasa, Manyanata, like mm-hmm. crazy, like hoodlum, like, I don't know. It's like people mm-hmm. acting like stupid. Well, I think I was just on the news. What was it, just last week or the week before? That, I think is, that is a very technical assessment of football. Of football, yes. But I think they're, they're looking further into... Uh, children's football right and when they should be allowed to start tackling i think all that is being analyzed right now yes because, of because it's head really scary and it is scary especially with a brain that hasn't fully developed yet right yes it's kind of like shaken baby syndrome where before you take a, a child home from the hospital for the first time they force yep. you to watch that 30 minute video about shaken baby syndrome which is if like people who get frustrated with their kids and they like shake them because a baby's brain still hasn't hardened yet. I guess yep. it's still Jello-esque and you could like move the baby the wrong way. You could basically turn your baby into a vegetable. I mean, no one puts baby in the corner. Yes. Well, putting baby in the corner would be a lot safer than shaking the baby. That is true. Let's not <laughs> so, shake him. Yeah. So they shake, force you to watch. Shake, shake, shake Sonora. Shake, shake your body, body line. Shake. Work, work, work alone. I don't remember the words. <laughs> I thought you were going like shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake your booty. Well, shake your booty. Oh, we should probably be singing a Taylor Shake song. Oh. Shake it off. That song, right? I don't know the words. And sometimes they burn. Okay, we don't know the words. We're failing. We're failing. We're failing. How do you know the words? We played that song live years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah, still, you should know it. You're, you're as a singer in a band. Your one job is to sing. You should remember the lyrics to the. Maybe songs. I have like, like PTSD for being forced to sing songs I didn't want to sing. What? I thought you loved Taylor Swift. I like her, but I don't necessarily want to sing her music. Why not? She has some catchy little ditties. It's like very like cheerleady. It's well that song. Well that album's very sort of cheerly yeah. cheerleader esque. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's getting along with a with a football player. Probably. So who is she dated? She's didn't she date like John Mayer? So she goes from like these musician type guys to to now football players. Is that her thing? Yeah, she's actually dated DJs, right? Was she dating a DJ at one point too? Yeah, I felt like she's been with DJs. Oh wait, didn't she date an actor? Isn't that what uh, um, we will never get back together again? Isn't that that's not about like Jake Gyllenhaal or one of those guys or who's the, oh wait who's the dude that was in Barbie? She was not with Ryan Gosling. I don't know. Was she with Ryan Gosling or she, did she Ryan date him? Ryan Gosling or? has been with Eva Mendez forever. I don't know. Well, maybe they, there's an indiscretion there somewhere. I don't know. Now we're spreading rumors. Now we're spreading rumors. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> it's like Fox News. All right. Well, you know, we do need to wrap it up because we've got to like, you know, get ready to host our guests that are going to be arriving any minute. Yes, they will be arriving shortly to uh, partake with us and watch the game rate the commercials, eat some food, throw back some drinks, and just enjoy some great fun together. Together time with our friends. And we'll miss our daughters this yep. time, but maybe next yep. year we'll yeah, have them. We're Sans Kids this weekend, so it's a Sans Kids event. It's an adults-only It's an adults-only event. And, uh, but one question I do have, because we were talking about this earlier. Hmm. Being that this is such a large event in the United States, in that there's 
millions of people that will be watching this, millions of people getting together. Yep. Why is Super Bowl still on a Sunday? Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, yes I it goes. It needs to be moved Super to a Bowl Saturday. Super Bowl Saturday. Night. Super Bowl something. But why? Why Sunday? Do you I know, know how rough it is. It we Sunday. have to get up in the morning and go to work on you Monday. Know? It's rough. And, and especially since technically the weekend before, which is when the Pro Bowl happens, the teams have an off week because they're not playing against each other, right? Because they're still practicing for this game. At, if I would, if it was something of okay, players need X amount of days of rest. I understand that, but they've had technically now two weeks. Hmm. And I want to say rest. Yes, they're working hard at practice, but I'm talking about against another competitive team. Uh, in theory, couldn't the game be moved to a Saturday? Because historically, right, it was Sunday, then you have Monday football, and then yep. they started opening the season on a Thursday. Now they have Thursday games because it's all about how the NFL just wants to monetize more, monetize more, monetize more. I get it. Um, but why not move this to a Saturday? Yeah. I petition for a Saturday. Please. Yeah. Please, so we can... it's 6.30 in game time, right? 6.30 on a Sunday. It's over by, what, 9.30, 10? Yeah, or they should make it earlier on Sunday. So it's like an afternoon yep. thing, and like we could still clean up and go to bed. But then, but then the, on Sunday. We could, but then the problem is then you're dealing with the West Coast, right? So, that's... so they can watch it in the morning. <laughs> they can friggin' brunch. <laughs> Start start their brunch <laughs> activities. No, but there's all the pregame activities that take place. So what are they going to start at like 4 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, start tailgating yes. at 4 a.m., guys. Mm. But I have a question. As you were saying, all these women, like this TikTok craze, and like they get dressed to go to the game. And I think it's wonderful that um, more women are, are getting involved in in the game and, and, and enjoying it. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I grew up playing sports, so I love sports. It doesn't even matter if you like the sport or not. Just if you're, if you're playing a sport, involved in a sport, whatever it happens to be, it's awesome. But... Now you have these women on TikTok that are, you know, getting dressed up for the game and are they showing up now in like gorgeous gear for a game or in their favorite player's shirt and then now just going right in for the tailgate. We didn't talk about tailgating. Like you can got like show up looking all pretty and prissy, but when you show up to a tailgate, historically you got guys that are drinking like beer, they're cooking steak. I know, they're farting. Bacon, egg and cheeses. The like men I remember are when I've eating gone, when I've disgusting food. We just cook some great And they great smell food. bad and I'm pretty sure they're like gross looking. I've had friends that used to bring a uh, a turkey fryer and would like deep fry a turkey like That is insane. That's no no, it's like the amount like when you people have it has become quite elaborate with people. They set up like bare, like I almost want to say like professional kitchens. Oh. Right outside their Well, vehicles. let's let's like do you know what's happened though for this Super Bowl? Mm, what's that? Like the super rich decided to go and spend like 25 grand on like these ridiculous rooms in Vegas and have like they're hosting like really fancy Super Bowl parties this year. Really? Huh. Yes. And we cannot forget that Usher is performing this Oh, year. that's right, Usher. And I think that should be a good I think performance. it's actually the first time there's a true like R&B artist that's mm -hmm. performing, not mm. like pop, not hip hop, but he's well, really more R&B. I'm trying to think of artists along uh, along the years. I will say, though, one year um, I was at a party, and I believe it was back in 1992. It's when In Living Color decided mm. to uh, throw a halftime show during halftime. And apparently it garnered 20 million viewers. Mm. And then the NFL, I don't know if they were just perturbed that the pure fact that another network was now able to steal people audience. away mm -hmm. audience away for and people are paying big bucks to be part of the super bowl right of course and you have now this show that basically did not have to spend the millions and millions and millions of dollars and receive the same type of promotion 
the next year, what they do? They hired Michael Jackson to perform. <laughs> so, so, so they they learned their lesson. Okay, let's bring in the biggest of the biggest, and we won't also lose, diversify lose the talent, yeah. right? Like that's really important. But I'm trying to think of other R and B acts that have played. No, I I like read the know? whole list. Oh, is it mostly pop rock? He's, it's like yeah, it's pop rock, hip yeah. hop, but not country-esque. like yeah or country esque. Uh-huh. No offense, um, but like not mm-hmm. a true just. Authentic R and B artist. I wonder if that has to do with the 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 initial like when they're putting together these shows, right? Um, is it Jay Z's company that now does it? Like MTV, I know used to host the Super mm. Bowl party, uh, the, the halftime show, and one of the last ones, if not the last one, they did was the war- wardrobe malfunction. Oh, with, oh, with Janet, with Janet Jackson and Justin, and Justin right? I think that might have been the last one that they had done, and I think it was Rock. Is it Rock Nation? Um, I think started taking taking over, hmm. and but I wonder if the if maybe the watching audience has become more diversified, and so they're opening up the type of acts yeah. that they're allowing to perform during the halftime show. Yeah, and also like Usher has like a residence in Vegas right now, and he's oh, hugely he? popular. Yeah, is he going to be in the dome? I I don't know. I don't know anything. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out along with all of you. So you know, we are wrapping mm-hmm. this up. Yep. So we can go unwrap the food and yeah, start putting start, it out. Yeah, start doing it. But one last thing I do want to say, oh, though. Gregory, you just never let me end I, something. I, I know. It's because there's just always so much more to share. So one, one last thing I do want to put in here is because it makes me think about you saying that people are spending $25,000 on these suites. And the tic- the price of a, of a ticket now, what to go to the game is what, $10,000 or something uh, outrageous? Like it's egregious. It's $8,600. Yeah. It's sporting events are no longer for like the They're family. not accessible. They're not accessible. Even even. Taking even kids regular to, games, even even regular season games, even hockey games, yes, baseball games, maybe baseball games up in the up up in the nosebleed or you know certain promotions, but even hockey games yep. are extremely expensive. You can't take, you know, family and kids to a game. I feel like for less than a thousand bucks. No, it's become for like, a three hour event. You cannot even like we thought it was enough to be a middle class like earning family and. We could do some things here and there. It's become so egregious that it's beyond even it's like we can never earn enough income to support the interests and hobbies of our, our family and kids. And and so and I was so watching. I'm going to cut you off now. No, one last thing. No, this is where I was going. Oh my with this. lord! It's never last with you. It's the fourth last. No, thing. no, this is no, no. It's because something else always comes up. So I was just watching some video and Michael Anthony, original bass player from Van Halen. It was, so he was being shot. I guess he's driving like a big trailer, like a RV. And I don't know if it was his wife um, or a girlfriend. Maybe it's his wife that was filming. And he's talking about, we're 50, 50 miles out from Las Vegas. I guess they were heading in for the game. And I don't know if this is private RV park that he's like parking his vehicle in. They're getting ready to kind of go and party and hang with. RVs. Neither I don't do think I. I ever want to. Yeah, I don't on. know anything about RVs either. But he was, I guess, probably driving from, I don't know where he lives. He probably lives in either... San Diego, LA, or San Francisco, somewhere there. Um, and so driving, he was 50 miles out, there's snow, and then he was excited to get there and, you know, party for the game. So I just want to throw that out there because, you know, Van Halen's a great band. And All right. Michael thank you Anthony. for that. That was enlightening. Yes. Um, we're going to we, we we wrap okay, this up. I'm going to kill you if you don't wrap this Wait, up. Okay. You're being belligerent. I want to get belligerent. Can you let me, like, start getting belligerent? Mm. Thank you. Okay. That's what happens. This is why sometimes we should not allow women to watch competitive sports. Don't make me. They become aggressive. I will pummel you. I know. That's what I'm nervous about. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining Got Spice. I am the Gregory. And I'm Kirti. Have a good one all. Later. Bye. Bye.